0: All right, our first preacher will be Brother Jason. He's going to substitute for uh, Brother Hall, who was scheduled to preach, but he had to we had to reschedule uh, Clark, uh, not not Kevin, but Clark. So uh, Jason will substitute for him and he'll preach uh, in a few Wednesdays, hopefully. Amen. Brother Jason. all right, take your Bible, turn to Romans chapter six, Romans chapter number six. It's where we'll be doing our our message from Romans chapter six. Um, Let me give you a little background as to how we got to this Romans six. How how the Lord worked this in my heart. We were we're going through in our uh, our our Wednesday um, Zoom meetings for our youth. We're going through Philippians. In Philippians three three, it talks about having no confidence in the flesh. And so I got to think about that flesh. And, and the Bible really has nothing good to say about our flesh. Do you realize that it has nothing good to say about our flesh? In Genesis chapter 6, one of the first mentions of the flesh, it says, For all flesh had corrupted itself. And what happened because all flesh had corrupted itself? God brought the flood, right? In, in the Gospels, uh, Jesus was talking about the flesh. And Jesus said this about the flesh. He said, The flesh profiteth Nothing. The flesh profiteth nothing. He went on to say, when he's talking to his disciples about praying, he says that the flesh is weak. And how many of you know that your flesh is weak? Anybody in here have a flesh like mine? Mine is weak. He says, your flesh is weak. You know, Paul also knew this truth. Uh, you'll see in Romans chapter 7. You can look at that. Look, since you're in Romans 6. Look at Romans chapter 7. Look at verse number 18. He says, for I know that in me that is in my flesh, what? It says, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing there's not a good thing in our flesh uh, Romans chapter 13 flip over there while we're there Romans chapter 13 I'm trying to do all this in 10 minutes Romans chapter 13 look at verse number 14 it says but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and it says and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof now isn't that what we need to do we need to not make provision for our flesh so that we, we don't make uh, fulfill the lust thereof but how do we do that how many of you know that's a struggle that we have every day do you have that struggle every day I have that struggle every day. My flesh, it, it, is, it is wicked, it is evil, and I want to live according to the Spirit. So how do we do it? Well, Galatians, look, look at Galatians chapter 5. Holding your place there in Romans, we're getting back there. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, Paul gives us the, the, the way to do this. He says, this I say then, walk in the Spirit and ye shall not fulfill The lust of the flesh. So this is how we do it. We walk in the spirit. Well, in Romans chapter 6, the Apostle Paul gives us a formula, a way to do this. Sometimes that just seems difficult or weird to us to walk in the spirit so how do we do it all right romans chapter 6 gives us a way to do it now here's what we're going to do i want you to mark four words okay we have four words i want you to mark them in your bible and this will help us to, to overcome our flesh this is how we overcome our flesh look at verse number one uh this the first word you're looking for is no okay no is our first word what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What's the answer to that question? God forbid. In the, in the previous chapter, he says that we made peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So because we have grace, should we just continue sinning? Should we continue to be the way that we were before we were saved? And what does he say to says, God forbid we shouldn't be that way. As Christians, we shouldn't live according to our flesh. We should live according to the Spirit. But how are we going to do it? Look at verse number Uh, 2. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not. There's our word. Mark it. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like us Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have planted together in the likeness of his death we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Here's our word again. Look at verse 6. Knowing this that our Old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Verse 7, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead from Christ, or dead with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. Verse 9, here's our word, knowing that Christ... Being raised from the dead dieth no more death hath no more dominion over him for in that he died He died unto sin once but in that he liveth he liveth unto god. So our first word is this. This is the truth is to know What do we need to know? What does the Bible say that we need to know? It says that we need to know that we were crucified with him. Look at verse number six, knowing that our old man is crucified with him. That's what Galatians chapter two, verse 20 tells us, right? I am crucified with Christ. We need to realize that our old man is dead. Our old man has been crucified. We no longer have to serve sin. That is the truth that we need to know. Do you know that today? You don't have to serve sin. You don't have to live according to your flesh. We have been crucified with Christ. But not only are we crucified with Christ, we are raised with Christ. That's the reason in verse number four that we can walk in the newness of life. If you are being defeated by sin, you don't have to be. Look at the end of verse number six. Um, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Do you know this truth today? Do you know this truth that you have been crucified with Christ? That you uh, no longer live but Christ lives in you? That is the truth. Do you know that today? So the first thing is do you know But you need to know that your old man is crucified. So the first word is no. Second word is reckon. Look at verse number 11. Look at verse number 11. Likewise, here's our word, likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Christ, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So our second word is reckon. So the first thing is we need to know this truth. We need to know that we do not have to serve sin. We are crucified with Christ. We are raised again to new life. We do no longer have to serve sin. But here's the second word. It's a little bit stronger word than knowing. It's reckoning. reckoning. That's a good southern word, right? You know, you reckon. Uh, It's a good southern word. But what does it means to calculate. It means to make it a reality, to make it true in your life. You might know the fact, but do you really realize this truth in your own life? Um, it's like this. I don't have my wallet with me. Uh, it's like this. <laughs> I can't make this true. Uh, but anyway, it's like this. Uh, if I have a $10 bill, No, let's make it a twenty dollar bill. Okay, if I have a twenty dollar bill, I can go up here to five guys and I can know that if I have twenty twenty dollars at five guys will buy me a drink, uh, a hamburger, probably a little one and some fries. That's about it. at Five guys. Right. But I know that. Right. But if I don't know that I have that twenty dollar bill in my pocket, is it really doing me any good? not really I can know all about the fact that Jesus died I can know all about the fact that I don't uh, that that we are dead to sin but until I realize that in my own life till I reckon it to be so it's not doing me any good it, hey it's, here's I want you to catch this quote it goes from a fact in the head to a belief in the heart are you claiming that promise a lot of times we look at it and say well Reverend Jason you don't know what I'm coming from you don't know my addiction you don't know my problems you don't know my struggles well listen maybe I don't but I still I do You know the promises of god's word that you can reckon yourself dead unto sin you no longer have to serve sin that's true for you you might say well that's true for the pastor i know he's he's godly man that's true for him well it's true for you also well you might say that's true for the missionary but it's not just true for the missionary it's true for you too you no longer have to serve sin know that truth and reckon realize it to be true in your life so you need to reckon it so the, the second word is reckon now here's our third word Yield, All right, I want you to mark it down when we go down through here. yield let's look at verse twelve. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof, neither yield here's our word yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. so you need to learn to yield you have to yield um, yield is our next word. So what does this mean? It means you must make a choice. You must make a choice. Hey, you you might know it. You might make it a reality, reckon it in your life. But it still comes down to a decision that you have to make. Look at verse number 13. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. So after we're saved, we no longer have to serve sin. But do we serve sin sometimes? We do. Why? Because that's who we yield to now but no, do we have to do that notice what it says but yield but rather look at the verse 13 but instead of doing that but yield yourselves unto god as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto god so we need to yield that word yield it means to submit to choose we need to choose and you get to make a choice you get to choose if you want to serve sin or if you want to serve god that's what the choice comes down to And what choice are you going to make? Um, here's, Here's my question to you. Are you following the promptings of the Spirit or of your flesh? That's what it boils down to. Galatians chapter 5. Remember, we read that. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. This is what this truth is talking about. It says, walk in the Spirit, uh, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's what this promptings of the Spirit, that's what it's talking about. How, you, how many of you know, since you've been born again, you have something inside of you telling you, you ought to do right? You know that. And, and how many of you know that sometimes you don't listen to that thing inside of you telling you to do right? Well, that's what we're talking about when we talk about walking in the Spirit. When you walk in the Spirit, you yield to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, not the promptings of your flesh so you need to know you need to reckon you need to yield and then lastly here you need to obey look at look at the next thing i like verse 14 for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law but under grace what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace god forbid know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to here it is obey his servants you are to whom you obey whether of sin unto death or of obedience and righteousness, Verse 17, but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Look at back at verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. So our our, our fourth word here is obey. We need to know the truth. We need to know the truth that that when Jesus died, our old man died. We need to reckon that to be true. Realize that is for you. That is a promise for you. We need to yield to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, but then we need to obey. We need to follow through. You need to do it uh, it's not enough to know it it's not enough to believe it in your heart it's not even enough to choose that you want to do it you have to do it that's what the apostle paul in philippians chapter 4 was talking about he says those things that you've learned and received and and both uh, uh, seen and heard or heard and seen in me do that's what we need to do hey we need to obey the promptings of the holy spirit obey god so if you want to overcome the flesh what do you need to do you need to know Reckon, yield, obey. And what is the results of this? Look at verse number 20. We'll we'll skip down. But um, look at verse number 21. What fruit had you then in those things wherever you are now ashamed? What what, what good was all that before, you know, when you walked in the flesh? Did you have any fruit out of it? No. For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin, and because servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness, and the end everlasting life Amen. so can you overcome the flesh can you live a life that is that is spirit led and pleasing to god the bible says yes you can you can Amen. All right, thank you let's pray Lord, we love you. I pray that you. Help us with this. Lord, help us with this truth. God, it's not an easy truth. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes, Lord, we, we do face hardships and trials and flesh that we just can't deal with. Uh, but, Lord, we know that we, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And, Lord, we claim this promise. We claim this promise that we can overcome the flesh in our life. Lord, I pray to you. Help us. Lord, I know we're all tempted. Help us, Lord, to, to, to follow your spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.